This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, executive editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Lucid posts a big loss. Tesla breaks ground on a massive lithium refinery and GM hires a key software executive away from Apple. Plus, zero emission trucking startup Nikola has been up against it for a while now. We'll hear from CEO Michael Loescheller about the company's trajectory. I keep saying, and I think that's really the, the, the key point, like the product will do the convincing, right? We think we have a best-in-class product together with our energy that will convince customers. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Lucid Motors has trimmed its outlook for the year. The company set its production forecast for 2023 to a target of over 10,000. That compares with a previous estimate of 10,000 to 14,000. Lucid posted a first quarter net loss of $780 million as it burns through cash amid waning demand. Despite the disappointing numbers, which sent its stock price down nearly 9% in extended trading, CEO Peter Rawlinson said the automaker is seeing success in raising brand awareness in an effort to find more buyers for its air sedan. We're seeing some early wins. The number of test drives has nearly doubled in the first quarter from the fourth quarter of last year. Rawlinson blamed the shortfall on supply chain disruptions that he says no one could have foreseen, which limited production. And more recently, he said the automaker is suffering from higher interest rates and economic uncertainty that are negatively affecting demand. Meanwhile, fellow EV startup Fisker is facing delays on delivering its debut electric crossover to customers because of problems integrating software into the vehicles. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke with Bloomberg. Fisker began production in November at contract manufacturer Magnus Steyr's plant in Austria. Sources say it needs more testing and troubleshooting of the software. Tesla has broken ground on a lithium refinery in Texas that CEO Elon Musk says should produce enough of the battery metal to build about 1 million electric vehicles by 2025. That would make it the largest North American processor of the material. The facility will push Tesla outside its core focus of building automobiles and into the complex area of lithium refining and processing. It's a step, Musk says, was necessary if the auto giant wants to meet its ambitious EV sales targets. As we look ahead a few years, a fundamental choke point in the advancement of electric vehicles is the availability of battery-grade lithium. Musk says Tesla aims to finish construction of the factory next year and then reach full production about a year later. Mitsubishi expects North American profitability to soar in the coming year on lower incentives, better foreign exchange rates, and robust sales of the Outlander plug-in hybrid crossover. The upbeat outlook for North America is key for Mitsubishi to help offset crumbling business in China and Europe, but the situation isn't too bleak. In the first quarter, the company said its net income rose 29% to $285.8 million. For North America, fortified internet marketing and online sales are also seen helping Mitsubishi reach customers where the Japanese carmaker has limited dealership penetration. 
and General Motors has hired Mike Abbott, who led cloud services at Apple, to be its executive vice president of software. Abbott will begin the newly created role on May 22nd. He'll report directly to CEO Mary Barra. He will lead a reorganized software team focused on information and digital technology, software-defined vehicle and operating systems, and digital business. Abbott's hire comes shortly after GM said its upcoming electric vehicles would not offer Apple CarPlay or Android Auto smartphone connectivity. The automaker instead plans to implement its own embedded software solution developed with Google. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, how difficult will it be for these automotive startups like Lucid to maintain with these high interest rates and potential economic uncertainty? Yeah, it's a big challenge. You know, the EV startups are under a lot of strain. You think back, you know, Tesla had a successful IPO and still needed to go back to the markets time after time to raise billions and billions of dollars. And the markets just aren't that forgiving right now. And they're not sure that all of these companies are going to make it. They're not sure they're going to finance all of them. Lucid has the benefit of strong backing from the Saudi investment fund. Some of the other startups like Fisker, Nikola, and Lordstown are not blessed in that way and face a tougher road. Gotcha. Coming up, we'll hear from Nikola's CEO, Michael Loescheller, next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better, outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Nikola's trajectory as a company has been in question for some time. It didn't help when the founder of the zero emission trucking company, Trevor Milton, was convicted last year for lying to investors. Now Nikola has a new CEO, but questions remain about whether the startup will find a way to make money. And that was all before today's news that Nikola's partner, Iveco, is taking over their joint venture in Europe. Nikola will, in return, get $35 million in cash and $20.6 million of its shares back. Under the deal, Iveco will continue to supply chassis and related components to Nikola and will remain an investor in the company. Automotive news tech and innovation reporter Molly Boygon last week traveled to the ACT Expo in Anaheim, California, where she caught up with Nikola CEO Michael Loescheller. This was before today's news about the Aveco joint venture. Here's a piece of their conversation. 
there's sort of this uh, race to the finish for uh, semi-truck, um, you know, e-mobility solutions. And, uh, you know, the space is competitive, but it does appear that Nikola is sort of ahead of the curve for now. How, how do you kind of navigate that position? Because on the one hand, you know, there's cause for, uh, you know, celebration perhaps. And then on the other hand, it, the space is just so competitive and there are so many people kind of, because so many companies nipping at your heels. Sure. For, for Nikola, time to market was always very important. And that's why I think it was a big milestone last year to bring the battery electric truck to the market as one of the first, um, with also really a world-class range um, in terms of 330 miles. So very, very competitive. For the fuel cell truck, time to market is also very important for us. So we launched it, as I said, in the second half of the year, um, ahead of many, many other customers. And we want to use this time really also to position Nikola and the product, the energy in the market to make sure that we are very well positioned, right? So speed is important. Yeah, and of course, it's always good that the competition is out there because then everybody will get better. And uh, I, I'm always very much in favor of competition, but we believe to be like one of the first is is important in this industry. I want to switch gears slightly. A lot of the um, EV startup companies are struggling for cash. Mm -hmm. And um, in March, you know, there was a stock split. There was a, there was a tough market reaction to that. And, um, you know, the company said that it was going to raise money for working capital and other purposes. Can you talk about sort of the cash crunch and, and how you all are navigating that? Yeah, we will share all the details, of course, in terms of cash situation in our earnings call, which is on May 9th. But important to, to highlight that we still have access to liquidity. We also announced this. We, we raised $100 million, um, a couple of weeks ago. So that's important. And then we make sure that there is enough liquidity because it's a business which requires capital. Also important for me is that we focus on really what matters, right? So we, we are a company, um, young company. We, we have to focus on what really matters. And that is absolutely for us the energy business, but in, in particular also with hydrogen, the fuel cell truck, right? So that's where the focus is. And um, that, that's how we approach this. I know that you've talked to some of my automotive news colleagues and, um, you know, in, in addressing Nicola's sort of checkered past, you've talked about how you know, ultimately, the product just basically has to speak for itself. Have you have you found that happening so far? How how are you navigating this? You know, you've now had several months in in your new position. Has have you noticed any change at all in the way that people think about the company, or are you still kind of navigating that challenge? Obviously, I focus on on the future and can change the future. But what's very interesting to see here also at Act Expo, many people are coming, many customers are coming, right? And of course, what what are they doing? They're very interested in the truck. They want to do a ride and drive, experience the truck. So I keep saying, and I think that's really the, the, the key point, like the product will do the convincing, right? We think we have a best-in-class product together with our energy. That will convince customers. And people are very, very quickly in terms of changing to the future and not look back, right? This might also be something that you'll address in the earnings call, but um, in February, you, you, the company talked about um, some factors that were influencing demand for the battery electric vehicle. Do you have an update on that? How, you know, what, what sort of factors are you examining as you try and meet demand and sort of predict customer demand for the electric vehicle? Sure. 
obviously we will update you on the details in in our earnings call but it's it's very obvious like also what we discussed earlier the truck is one important element but for the battery electric truck for example is also the infrastructure and in some cases this works well we also have solutions we have mobile chargers but for some customers it actually takes time so permitting takes time so we work through all this um, but it's always the same you need to bring the truck and the infrastructure together and then you have a real comprehensive customer solution. And that's what we are working very hard on. I wonder if you could address some of the macro factors that I feel were on every single phone call I had a, maybe a month and a half ago and have since basically disappeared. You know, people were really concerned about a downturn. I think there's probably still some concern now, but, um, you know, the, 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 the larger trend was that um, a lot of EV startups, including Nikola, um, you know, came about in a time when when capital was flowing much more freely, and um, that's not so much the case anymore. How are you looking at the larger macro environment? So overall, I, I see the following. First of all, the interest in terms of zero emission mobility is absolutely increasing, especially while we're here sitting in California in our truck. I mean, with all the new regulations coming out, also in terms of banning the diesel truck going forward, focusing in terms of drayage on zero emission mobility, there is a very strong trend in terms of zero emission mobility. That is helping us a lot. And the reality is also we just do the first steps, right? So we are not impacted so much by the overall market, right? Right? because more and more people are interested. For us, the key thing is how fast is the adoption going from a diesel truck to zero emission mobility trucks? And I'm optimistic because everything I hear confirms like we are on the right path. The future of heavy trucking industry is without emissions, so we do the right things. And do you feel that hydrogen is certainly a part of that solution? I think, you know, I it seems like the medium-duty trucking um, segment has basically settled on a particular battery type with this with a particular you know within within slight variations a particular range um do you, do you feel that hydrogen is certainly part of the solution for longer haul trucking absolutely and why do i say so because in all conversation with with customers hydrogen has a very important place and and it's also very obvious why that is i mean the range of the fuel cell truck is just better i mean in our case we go to 500 miles which is significant the fueling time is also much less so around 20 minutes and in general also the weight is better which is helpful then in terms of payload right so at the end of the day, I keep saying the customer will decide and not management, right? <laughs> Customers will decide. There will be applications where the battery electric truck is better, like in ports where you always go on a very specific route every day. I'm sure with electricity prices, this can be the best solution. But there will other be other applications where the fuel cell truck is, is better. And we will see. If, if I would predict, I think there is more demand on the fuel cell truck. Do you see a sort of winnowing of the pool of competitors at a certain point. Um, you know, as I said, it's it's a crowded space right now. There's, you know, ca cash is <laughs> harder to come by and, and you know, R&D is very expensive. A lot of this technology is very expensive. When do you think it'll be clear to consumers, to the market, um, to other companies who who is kind of winning and who's losing? I'm actually not so sure if the place is so crowded because if you go out today here and want to buy a zero emission truck, which companies have inventory available today? I think there will be very few. Nikola has inventory available. I can sell you this battery electric truck here today. 
And I think we need to differentiate between announcements and reality. And obviously, I want to make sure that Nicola is is advancing in this. But I say we have the truck available here. We will have the fuel cell truck available. And let's see what the other competitors are doing. But I want to see trucks on the road and not just announcement for the future. Because everybody can do an announcement. That is easy. It's much more difficult than to prove it and convince customers that they're happy with their truck. So I think competition is is good. And so, well, obviously, we will work very hard that Nicola is a winner in all this. At one point, I think that Nicola, as you know, this, this is not news to you, ha- had a sort of credibility issue to, to Civilis. You know, that that impacted the way that people viewed the space. And I think that not not so much Nicola anymore, but there there are, speaking of announcements and sort of putting your money where your mouth is, there have been companies that have had trouble delivering on the promises that they've made. And I'm just curious about how you navigate the sort of larger industry credibility issue, if you think there is one, or maybe maybe from where I sit, it's different than, than what you're seeing. So what we do is with our team is we go to the ride and drive and see like, okay, who, who is really out there? Which truck you can drive? What, what is real? And I think um, there, there is a key element in terms of, okay, who has credibility? And then I'm sure people will assess this and choose the, the, the best product, right? So I look very much on, on that. Yeah, and of course, at every ex- exhibition, at every show, you have announcements. Uh, that, that, that's normal. But I think here, it's very cool at Act Expo, you have a ride and drive, right? And um, we are fully booked. Everybody wants to drive our trucks. And that feedback is really important to us because then we can assess like, Okay, we are doing great and we are better than the competition. So that, that's actually what I really like about this exhibition. Michael Loescheller is the CEO of Nikola. He spoke with our own Molly Boygon on Shift, a podcast about mobility. You can hear their full conversation wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Lawrence Iliff, Hans Grimel, and Lindsey Van Hulley for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on tech and innovation, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for my conversation with U.S. Steel Senior Vice President and Chief Commercial Officer, Ken Jaycox. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 